Hey, Curtis, what are we watching this week? Hey, guys, this week we're watching a cross between Splash, A Kid in King Arthur's Court, Time Cop, and A Knight's Tale. This movie is called The Night Before Christmas. Hey, listeners, welcome back to another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, the podcast where we take a central theme for the month and take turns bringing a movie back and forth to said theme. This month's theme, which we're coming to a close on, is Hallmark as Christmas movies. We are in week four, and like Curtis said, we'll be watching the night before Christmas. I'm one of your hosts, Oz. And I'm Curtis. And let's get this thing started. All right. Um, well, let's get into our cast of characters. I actually, as opposed to last week, I listed three cast members in this one. There's more, but I feel that there's three pretty central cast members here. We have Brooke, our lead, yep. played by Vanessa Hutchins. She's a modern-day teacher in Ohio, single, looking for love. And then we also have Sir Cole, Sir, who is quite... Li- Sir, <laughs> Sir Circle. <laughs> Sir Cole. And, and by the way, I have Sir in, in all caps. Every, yeah. every well, well, it's circle. Well, because we're not close enough with him, we don't have the uh, the uh-uh. benefit of not calling him Sir. He's earned. No, that, he's earned earn, that knighthood. You got to earn that. Yep. He's earned that knighthood. We have Sir Cole, who is literally a 14th century British knight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the the knight, not the shoe. Right, and he. It's true. He's he's not a BK. No, he's not BK. He's also the or, winner. He also seems to be the winner of the 2019 Netflix Community Theater Outreach Award. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he's he, uh, you could tell that he uh, he uh, got his chops at the, at the local community yes, theater. Yes, playing a knight because he's really good at it. Uh, yep. And the third character I've got listed is Madison, which is Brooke's sister. Uh, kind of emotional support. You know, she's a good sister. I mean, that's one thing that mm-hmm. we, we've commented before. This has been very consistent. There's really good family dynamics in these Netflix movies, or these yes. Hallmark-esque movies. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, really touching. There are others. We've got a cop. We've got old crone you know we've got a, yeah we've, we've got a we've got a brother to the night yeah we've got oh, a yeah. we've got a daughter to madison they're just they're mm-hmm. there for plot movement and to fill it yeah. out but really these are our main two with madison being there quite often really she's yeah. enough i think she's in there enough to be mentioned mm-hmm. um but yeah that's it we've got two love interests and one thing that i'm curious to see is all these movies play up on getting our getting our lead characters together so they can fall in love during christmas week and this one really is no different but how are we going to establish curtis getting our love interests from 800 years apart (laughs) (laughs) when we were uh, evaluating which movies to to go through this was one of my picks and as soon as i read the premise it's like we're going with it yeah we got no it was it was it was fun it was how are we going to get from point a to point b they're literally lost in time this isn't like you know he lives a county over or or something like that right he's 800 years in the past (laughs) right so far this this month we've seen we've seen our love interest be an hour apart uh a few countries apart but they're on assignment which made sense and then last week they literally have been best friends for years this is this is hallmark-esque movie's biggest challenge yet how do you get them from centuries away countries away to be in the same place the same week to fall in love 
I wasn't expecting a sci-fi twist oh, oh, in a no. Hallmark-esque comedy no. movies. Compl- not, not, com- the, not the genre I was expecting them to tiptoe into. <laughs> Complete with smoke <laughs> machines set on ground. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, despite the fact that they got that Netflix money, yeah. they still cut a couple of corners. Yeah, we're going to be... Uh, you, you're going to circle, make sure you kneel down because... Because the smoke can only envelope you if yeah. you're with, only within a few feet from it. <laughs> so kick, kicking the movie off, I immediately noticed, Oz, that this movie is rated TV-14. All of the other, all of the other um, Hallmark-esque holiday movies we've done were either, were, were, I think were PG. Yeah. Either G or they, PG. They were G. They were G. Yes. Intended for all and, and, audiences. Yes, and this one was TV fourteen. Ooh, well, they, scandalous! Well, they they say douche a couple times. That's, I know that's probably <laughs> the one. <laughs> so this this is a classic fish out of water story mm-hmm. with the fish in this case being a knight. Uh, this movie was recorded in being a, his, a historic fish. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a fossil. And a scale. And a scale it back with oh, the fish. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, we just lost our viewers. That's okay. So, <laughs> so we open on a snow-covered castle in Norwich, England in the year 1334. Yep. 1334, Oz, and two hunky knights are talking. Yeah, the brothers. Uh, yes, yes, they are brothers. We have Sir Cole and Sir Geoffrey. <laughs> I figured it'd be and, circumference. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're brothers. Uh, they're, these these guys are they're they're proud of their of of their knighthood. I guess that they're, they're or in, Jeff, they, in Jeffrey's I'm, take upcoming knighthood. Yes, yes, he's almost he's about to officially become a knight. Uh, they're wearing armor that I don't think has ever been worn before. No, no, no. no there's no battle scars. Nope. No, no. Though they just go hunting in Norwich. <laughs> That's all, yeah. that's all they do. Divide and conquer. So, it's like we're in a big game of medieval capture the flag right at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And, it, and with the flag being a hawk so that they let a hawk loose. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, first one who can bring the hawk back? And uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. It's just it's a reason it's a reason to get things rolling. I didn't even realize that's what they were doing. I saw, yeah, them, rele- I saw them release the hawk. Cause, and you knew the hawk, well, because it gave the, you know, the can, it flew away. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. That's was, every, every, every hawk I've ever heard yeah, makes that yeah, sound. It's like a way. Wilhelm scream of hawks. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to the title card, A Night Before Christmas. And in uh, case you have not noticed, a, a night cheap, is spelled yes. with the letter K. A very cheap, a cu- very cheap title card, as is consistent yes. with all this stale move. There's no, there's no, like opening credit scene where we get a cold open and then cut to a really cool animated title and maybe you get character and actor names full no this is just wing you know something from nope. iMovie they plaster up yep. on the screen somebody whipped up on their mac yeah <laughs> yeah uh and after that establishing we're now in ohio 2019 at yeah. a school and the teacher uh, Miss Winters, Brooke, played by the lovely Vanessa Hudgens uh-huh. of, of High School Musical yep, fame. Of High School Musical fame. Mm-hmm. As confronting a student on her poor test performance. Yeah. Um, student says, well, my boyfriend just broke up with me. Oz, you're a classroom teacher. I am. How would you have handled this situation? I probably would have done what, what Brooke did and sat down mm-hmm. and have a nice heart-to-heart with a teenager about their love life. Because that's appropriate. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I, 
they definitely bucked the trend from two movie, or last movie where we where we saw the boyfriend think with his heart and with his head. Like in this movie, it's not it's not possible. Um, if and so this poor girl, you know, teenage girl, my boyfriend broke up with me, and Brooks, like, well, okay, I get it, I get it, you know, because mm-hmm. you're you're in love, and love is messed with your ability to think logically about social studies um, or whatever. To, I don't even know what Brooke teaches. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I, it was a little cringy. I, and yeah. we see it show up again later. It actually shows up in my three, two ones as to like, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but it opens with her consoling a, a student about her love life, which, right. yeah, per, I, I also work in education and there are professional boundaries mm-hmm. that ones have to establish, you know, a, a little, a little side hug, especially female teacher to female student. Yeah. A side hug. I'm like, we've all been there. You'll bounce back. Something like that is fine. Some motivational tool to get a kid through this, but yeah, it's not a time to sit down and like, let's pontificate about said love life because Brooke, as we find out, doesn't have one. <laughs> so it's important that she can live vicariously through her students' love lives. Yes. Ugh. But Brooke does, as she's consoling the student uh, before we move on to the next scene, she does say, we all grew up fantasizing about being a princess, oh, finding yeah. true love with a knight in shining armor. Yeah. But it's just fantasy. Yeah. I have that here. She admits that she's a lifelong dream of falling in love with a knight in shining armor. Is this foreshadowing? No, 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 none whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. They literally just just call out the rest of the movie right there. <laughs> right. Yeah, this Tarantino <laughs> did not direct this. So yeah, these two main leads will find themselves together quickly. This isn't a Pulp Fiction-esque. We've got multiple forks and a, or tines of a fork story-wise, mm-hmm. you know, that we're following these characters <laughs> through. No, no, they're going to... There was some for... It, uh, it's not even foreshadowing. It's just yeah. laid right out there. So as as Brooks leaving the school, she's leaving work. She gets a call from her from her uh, her sister, who's like, "Hey, can you take my daughter, so Brooks' niece, to to the Christmas castle?" Yeah, gotta go to which I'm glad they have a castle in Ohio. Yeah, that's it makes sense for what we're, we're about to see. A lot of castles in Ohio. Yes, yep. uh, I will. I will. I had a note here that Madison's sister uh is played by the female lead actress from don't mess with the zohan yes brooke's sister yeah i know i i've never seen that movie but i i recognized her from things and uh Mm -hmm. and that's what i was was like i've seen her before when i looked it up one i realized that she's 13 years older than vanessa hutchins so the age gap of said sisters is not important but uh i was like i've seen her and so but yeah I think it was probably the ads from Don't Mess With The Zohan. I haven't taken the time out of my busy life to to, to watch watch that one yet. <laughs> oh, you were you were definitely missing out, my friend. Next I'm, week I'm... on Let's Talk About Flicks, we're covering <laughs> Don't Mess we're With The Zohan. Ra- racist Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So take your pick, folks. <laughs> mm, yeah, there's a long list there. Right. All right. So we're back we're back in, in, in old England, in oldie England. And Sir Cole is in the woods looking for the hawk. And who does Sir Cole run across in the woods, Oz? <laughs> Old crone. She comes yep. comes out behind a tree with her yep. complete in her 2019 makeover. Her hair looks great. Her makeup looks great. But she's just this old crone. I hate calling her that, but that's what they call her in the movie. Th- that's her, her listed name. Right. Yeah, she's <laughs> she, Old crone. She's a beautiful witch, if that's what she supposedly is. But she just... <laughs> plays hide and seek behind a tree in the woods until a knight's looking for her, I guess. There's no shack. There's no, like, cave. Uh-uh. Just, she's over there behind the oak. 
<laughs> yep. So she uh, she offers him a quest because a quest is something apparently that knights long for. Yeah, he's been a knight for three years now, and he hasn't bought a quest yet. Just hawk hunting. No. So she hands him this blue glowing orb, I guess. It's an amulet. Sure, amulet, okay. And says that if he fails to fulfill his quest before midnight Christmas Eve, he'll never become a true knight. (laughs) Okay. 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 So, and his quest is in far off lands. Yes. To which... And and then she disappears, then he disappears. Yeah. Old crone. Old crone. Yep. So we're le- we're less than eight minutes into the movie, and Sir Cole is now in the future. Yeah, the only thing missing from this was a, was whoosh. <laughs> we didn't have a yeah, whoosh. No, despite the Netflix money, they shot this film um, part of it in Ireland. Some of the effects in this movie were less than desirable. Yes, yeah, and they shot the Ohio scenes in. Um, Canada. I think Canada. Yeah, they yeah, yeah Canada. So. And actually, the, I can't... What did, What was the name of the town that this was set in in Ohio? It was like Brooks Bridge or something like that, right? I don't even I don't even. Anyway, remember. that's the... I was reading in the IMDb trivia. That's the name of the Canadian town. They left the name of the town so they wouldn't have to change any of the storefronts or anything that you saw. That's smart. Well, they, 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 they pumped that extra money into the fog machines. <laughs> right, in the, in the actual <laughs> snow. Uh, yeah but yeah it was like okay but yeah they filmed like they used the hospital <laughs> to yeah. film the hospital scenes and like oh whatever <laughs> so circle materializes in the modern day he appears before circle. a carousel with horses so i mean it's oh. he's i guess around something that's familiar to i'm him. home <laughs> and old crone is there but she's disguised as mrs claus right. this event so so she's there she's omnipresent yeah. yep. that old crone yeah she's everywhere she's the watcher and the ncu <laughs> she is checked. her and jeffrey wright have so many right. things in common yep yep interchangeable <laughs> yep yep get them mixed up all the time so so brooke and her niece also just happen to be at the at the christmas castle which is where sir cole materialized they're going to see santa this is such an and, odd scene yeah old crone notices them brooke says hi to some guy named david yeah, you know the fact that they they called out this person means he's going to come back. And oh uh, yeah, I should have listed David in the act. Ah oh, well, uh, uh, David. Yeah, that that's another kind of cringy thing that's going to yeah, come oh up my later. Gosh. Oh yeah, so yeah, uncomfortable. Let's, yeah, let, we'll we'll definitely come Ugh. back to David and, and his story. But uh, Brooke sees her ex James, and her her niece calls her on it, and blah blah blah. Claire is the niece's Claire, the niece's right. name. Claire. She has Santa for a puppy and a new boyfriend for Aunt Brooke. <laughs> I know. This is so dumb. <laughs> oh, it's she Santa. Says, so, someone who won't cheat on her. Yeah. Bring me so a she pet. Asked, <laughs> bring and, me a and pet. Bring her and, bring, a, and bring her an honest man. Yeah, bring Brooke a pet, too, <laughs> if you could. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe, and again, so here's Brooke with a preteen <laughs> who she obviously is aware of Aunt Brooke's love life. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, cause it's one so, thing, it's one thing to know that Brooke had a boyfriend and he's not around anymore, but like to know the details of Aunt mm-hmm. Brooks, oh, just, uh, <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brooke apparently has some boundary issues yeah. with, 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 with preteens and teens. So we're done talking to Santa. <laughs> Brooke's got her hot chocolate, uh-huh. turns around and whoops, bumps into circle. 
and spills hot chocolate <laughs> all over him. <laughs> or delicious mead, <laughs> as he calls it. It's tasty mead. <laughs> you spilled this delicious mead at me. She's like, uh, oh. hot chocolate? Okay, whatever. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we we really get an impression of how, how terrible this actor is. Yeah. Oh, man. He's very jo- one Josh, Josh Whitehouse. Yeah. Like Sir Cole. Sorry, sorry Josh. <laughs> Go back to community theater, right. my friend. Yeah. So uh, then a blizzard apparently hits. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because that's in this town. Blizzards just hit out of nowhere. Yeah, by the it's, way. A, it's a whiteout. <laughs> yeah, so bad. Uh, and then she, she she hits him with her car. <laughs> she cracked <laughs> because as she's trying to drive, she's got her wipers on. But it's almost like be, cameras set up in the car from the passenger seat, looking at her. She keeps pulling the hair out of her eyes, like that's somehow going to get the snow off the windshield. Yep. Like oh, <laughs> all these emo bangs are keeping me from seeing what I'm t- <laughs> like. Whatever, yeah. They, like you said, she just runs over. Sir. She just runs into him. Yeah, just runs but into good, him. Good thing he had the armor on because he's not hurt. <laughs> right. I, he's been he's been hit by fa- I don't know faster steeds than the one she's driving. I don't. Know. It's yeah nothing. By the way, we haven't touched on this. This nothing in modern day Ohio is is too much of a challenge for Sir Cole. He he has instantly adapted. To, no, he's a he's a fast learner. That circle. Not only to the fact that uh, that the English language eight hundred years ago would have been unintelligible in modern day. Um, it doesn't matter. The English language apparently hasn't changed over those three no. eight hundred years. But he arrives in like he uh, like everything is new and nothing is is out of out of normal for him. No, like. He's seeing no, kids. He's, in he's very adaptive. Yes. Oh, very mm-hmm. much. And there's there's people in coats, and there's you know the super tiny castle, and all this, and tall buildings, and nothing. And it doesn't phase him at all. No, like, he's ah, fine. Yeah. He just he's just all right. Well, whatever. There's a horseless carriage yeah. right here, and, right, yep. and then it's just all of these like, uh, um, you know, these demolition man style puns coming off of like, oh, look at all the crazy situations Cole is in. Look at how he look at how he describes a car. Look at how he describes a radio. And, and so they got out of water. It, it got it got old real quick. Mm. Um, but yeah, we find out here. So Brooke runs over Cole. <laughs> Nobody called the police, but somehow here comes a squ- speeding squad car down the road. But the yeah, it just happens to be right there, and yeah, it happens lights, to be an officer that she right. knows. Lights are flashing. He's headed down. like again. Nobody had called the police at all, but he's aware of this traffic accident. So he shows yeah. up, and and he's a he's a proper police officer. We uh, we should probably take him to the hospital, and not yeah. not thirsty Brooke. Oh no, I got a guest house. This guy's going home with me. <laughs> yeah. So so Brooke, Brooke decides to take this amnesiac. They, yeah. they, he was diagnosed yeah. Yeah. medical diagnosis of amnesia at the hospital. Yeah. She takes him home to her guest house. That's what I would do with a complete stranger with a sword. I'd take the John yeah. Lithgow approach of like Harry and the Hendersons and I ran it over. It's mine. I'm going to take it home now. This is my trophy. <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> Get out of here. Nobody likes you. <laughs> it's basically what she did. She runs him over mm-hmm. with a car and then get in. We're going home. I have a guest house. Yep. I have a guest house that's nicer than my main house. <laughs> and that's where you're staying, Circle. Yeah, and the officer allows this. Absolutely. Okay, Brooke, if uh-huh. you think this is what's best. Because I'm sure the cop probably knows her relationship background as well. Everybody well, in well, town co- seems to. 
the cop does know her because it's it's yeah. revealed as they're leaving that uh, Brooks Brooks' parents are both dead. Yes, and and her dad was a cop. Oh, okay, apparently I that on, part. on this on the same beat. So on the, on the so they know, they know yeah they know him they miss him. Okay, so she knows everybody. Brooke well, feels so bad about hitting him with the car. Oh, terrible! She can't wait she to get him guilty. home and get him a shower. <laughs> which which they do. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, he does. She. Yes. Woo. We. This isn't PG four or this isn't TV fourteen because they take a shower. No, we no, don't. No, no. He doesn't takes quite a shower, go that right? far. So, but yeah, like uh, so at this point, there. Granted, it's early, but there is zero chemistry between these two. Um, I read. <laughs> I have this later out of my notes and it cracked me up. You may have seen it if you read the trivia, but pr- prior to filming, um, the director wanted these two to have amazing chemistry. And I did it, read this. I did. <laughs> and it like set up to where they were going to go somewhere for a week together to just bond and feel each other out, you know, really get to know each other. <laughs> she didn't show up. <laughs> it was just him and his horse. <laughs> I do. I do have in my notes, Hor, that uh, because he he's very. The horse doesn't time travel with him. No, not the yet. Hor, the horse, yes, not yet. The horse's name is Sherwin, and and being the big uh, the Svenguli fan that I am, in Ooh. my notes, I just called him Berwin. Berwin. His horse Berwin. <laughs> Sherwin the horse. Sherwin. Yeah, so there is. There's just no chemistry yet between these two. No, and sh- and she's not a horrible actress, you know. Um, no, she's no, not, she's no, she's 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 fine. I mean, she's she's an accomplished actress. She's played in large roles before. She can hold her own. Like she, th- yeah, this is, she's not taking she's not taking an award home for no. this. But she's she's she competently performs. Yes, role. yes, and she carries. Like every Ooh, scene that they are in. That's an, um, oh man, that's an understatement. Yeah, uh, and so she is. She's very competent, even with body language. I mean, she is. She's she's a she's a joy to watch. Again, she's not like you said. She's not winning awards. These are, but um, but she's a competent Hollywood actress. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I have say, in my notes. I have in my notes at this point that this movie is painful so far. Yes, we're about yes. What, like twenty minutes in. It's, it's somehow painless <laughs> as well. Because we're hitting people with cars and it's not impacting yeah. them at all. So, uh, but this—I have a note here. I'll let you get back to. Uh, is this entire movie focused on Cole calling out things he's never encountered before? Like she turns the music on and he's looking around in the back seat for 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 the musicians, for, for the minstrels. <laughs> it's just so dumb. <laughs> so dumb like i get it's supposed to be fish out of water yeah. but like it's and and those are easy like tales to tell and, and like it's easy humor to tap into oh yeah and, and they just and they just miss it so bad what they like, just oh. it, and it's and and it's just with a repetition of the missed opportunities um because i mean again a few of these jokes here and there fine but he has no physical reaction to anything that yeah. Like he's not surprised, he's not shocked. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no wonderment. No, it's just, uh, it's just so bad. Go up the minstrels. <laughs> Where they at? You know, and that old crone tapped him on. Oh, it's just, it's just bad. He should have stayed yeah. back in 1334. <laughs> so, so they get back to Brooks' house, which is enormous. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She lives in an, an, an enormous house, which apparently her folks left to her. Yeah, had to because she's a teacher. Yeah, she, she's and a she, public school teacher. And she's not an old teacher. Like she doesn't have the gift of of veteran status where I've been teaching so long my salary is solid. 
No. She's yeah. young. But she's got this enormous house. Um, he's, he's, he, gets, he gets confused by things like the refrigerator and... And, 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 and Alexa. Ugh. And Alexa. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, another thing I noticed at this point in the movie that just... I, I was... Oh, God. My eyes were just in a constant state of rolling. He keeps using words like harken and prithy and cauldron. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, I get that's his language, but it's so forced. Oh, and it's absolutely. so just... <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, like I said, community theater award winner. This guy. Mm-hmm. So here, here comes the uh, the the first of the the TV fourteen ratings. Uh, there, she says she'll update his wardrobe with her ex's clothes, and she calls the ex a douche. Yeah, <gasps> and she kept his clothes for this long. Mm-hmm. Brooks, I, I don't know. We don't. I don't think there's enough deep diving into Brooks' issues. I mean, she's. Yeah. Clearly there's there's clearly some, some attachment issues yes. there. And he actually some, calls some her out a little needs. bit. He calls her out a little bit on her lack of self-esteem and self-confidence. But yeah, there's... Like, she clearly... I mean, the way that she physically reacts whenever her ex is in in the vicinity, um, mm-hmm. it's just... It's very... there's she's got, she's got issues that she needs to talk about as well. So, he, one thing he does figure out, though, is how to use the shower bathtub because it cuts oh, to... Oh, immediately... Uh, because it, it cuts to him walking out of there wearing a towel, right? And 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 and, and like sopping wet, and so so it it clearly is meant to to indicate that her level of physical attraction to yeah. him because her eyes her eyes linger on him just a little too long right. if you know what I mean. Oz. It had to be a hard sell for Vanessa Hutchins. She really acted it up here because, granted, I'm no Adonis, <laughs> but but he come out of that shower and I'm like. That's it? Like, that's your thirst trap? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's built like a 16-year-old. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's it. All right. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, she good for her to be like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was no um, Haley Atwell reacting to Chris Evans as as captain america yeah. reaction yeah. Come, come, yeah coming out of the yeah. out of the, the machine yeah this is no reaction there this is uh this is <laughs> this is this is just bad yeah Ugh. So she's talking on her sister. She reveals, she tells, she tells her sister, oh, I brought a stranger home with amnesia who believes he's a 14th century right. knight. And, and, and her rationale is that, um, I, I got a quote here. This is one I, I couldn't uh-huh. not take down. <laughs> I've been teaching long enough to know a good apple when I see one. No. No, you haven't. No, 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 no. <laughs> So you bring all of your good apples home whenever that they they're in need is yep. what I, I hear there. Yeah, so yeah. she's got some boundary issues, big folks. time. And you know, so he's hungry. We gotta. This is where you know we gotta have a dinner date. So we take him to the diner with four booths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, get him get him some food. Uh, boyfriend walks in. You know, it. Th- there was some comical elements here, is you know where you know, he finishes his. Uh, food and he's or finishes his mead his his hot yes. chocolate and he wants some more so he calls out for the wench <laughs> yeah so it's a very thor moment when yeah. thor breaks the coffee cup but he just yeah it's the same thing he just it, he it calls was, for the wench it was a little comical not because he called her that but just the look on her face like the the waitress she shot him like what he you know uh but it again just a quick blip to get them somewhere else uh next so like, they, go ahead the ex and the new girlfriend walk in, oh, and, yeah. and Brooke's she's like, like oh, oh, they're here. And I gotta hide because I'm an adult yeah. woman. And uh, so, um, 
So Sir Cole and real goes quick, to... real quick, it uh-huh. for the reference because we just referenced the ex boyfriend. We see him in this movie three times, maybe three or four times. There is no indication on his behalf that he does anything to antagonize her or no, he's acknowledge just, he's her. Literally, he's there. just there. So he's he has in moved the on. He has moved on. Um, and he's an adult about it. And she's the one that is making the very immature just reactions to him being around, calling him a douche, slinking down in the booth, you know, just like, mm-hmm. again, the boundary issues, the attachment issues. Uh, Brooke needs some help. Although Brooke does the right thing and that she prevents Sir Cole from drawing yes. his sword right. at the diner. And murder. Why him. does he have his sword at the diner? Everyone oh. thinks this is normal. To cut I, cut his cheeseburger in half? I don't I know. Guess. He's never seen a knife. Ugh. So we're back at the house. We got some good Amazon product placement here. Oh, yeah, from Netflix, which I thought was odd. Yeah, I, I did think that was a little bizarre. So they're, they're using Alexa. Brooke's trying to teach him how to use it. And it's it's meant to be fish out of water. It's just fingers out of chalkboard. Oh, yeah. oh it's bad. It's, it's oh. bad. He watches the picture box TV. He's yeah. confused about it. Imagine that. But then he, but then he, but then he figures it out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it doesn't take watches. him more than a moment. Yeah. Ugh. Next morning, Madison comes over. Uh, Madison, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. I, I, you, you definitely got she, something to say. She is thirsty. <laughs> uh huh. At this point, I didn't realize because I, I didn't realize that Madison was married. I knew she had a child. But I didn't know she was married. We meet the husband a little later on. And she walks in and she's eyeing this guy up and down. She's making... Yes, she ma- is. Like, she's mouthing words to Brooke. Like, you know she's thirsty when... <laughs> <laughs> Your sister says, I brought a guy home with me last night. And then she comes over the next morning. And she's giving no indication to respecting the boundaries that her sister has in place. Of like, I brought this guy home last night. And the sister's like... Like, I need some of that. <laughs> uh, you know, and, everyone in this movie has boundary issues. Yeah, everyone. It's like, you're a married woman. I didn't realize that. Because I thought later on when he showed up, I even asked, you know, asked Jenny. I'm like, who's that guy? Oh, that's Madison's husband. I'm like, oh, she's married? Like, yeah. ooh, the way she was, the way she was, you know, oogling circle earlier, I thought maybe not. <laughs> And by the way, listeners, uh, the reason why we keep calling him Circle is because he insists that he's called Sir Cole. He's earned that title. <laughs> right. And I want to be respective of his knighthood. I don't think it's fair to uh-huh. diminish him any further than we have already. Uh, so at this point, you know, he's been here for about 12, 15 hours or so. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's been up all night because he's using modern lingo. What do you think of these awesome new threads? They're straight fire. Modern technology is lit AF. This was straight. This was, this was straight out. This was straight out of splash. I'm glad you used that in your movie marriage because in splash when Madison's watching TV all day, uh, and then Tom Hanks comes home and all her vocabulary now is just commercials in Mm. the, in the dialect and speech patterns of said commercials. So, uh, you know, actor here did the same kind of thing. So, yep, seen it already. Daryl Hannah did it better. Ugh. So, <laughs> the further I go into the plot, the more I just want to... <laughs> I don't know. I'm having a hard time sticking to the script Let's. Here. That's fine. We can speed Ugh. through it. 
they they unpack some decorations. They bond over the fact that their parents are all dead. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of dead dead parents or like missing parents in these right. movies. By the right. way, yeah, so that's something you've noticed as we've watched a couple. of Absolutely. Now. Like they see Disney's, we're gonna take one parent from you, and we're gonna up it. We're gonna take all parents from you, and the parents we leave you are gonna have very sweet bonds and relationships with you. But yeah, it's it's that absence of love. It's that fulfilling a need. Um, yeah, you know, it, and it just, you know, there's a, there's an empty spot in my heart and I need this gentleman to fill it. Yeah. I, I like the, the, how, the way you put that absence of love and, and yeah, and it's, it's not a want, it is a need for a lot of these yes. characters it, yes. and definitely for Brooke Winters in this movie. I would say arguably, you know, last week's Lauren, um, probably the most fulfilled and complete love character yeah. we needed because mm -hmm. you know love was dancing around in front of her all movie long and she just she didn't see it because she didn't feel she needed to see it but every everybody else in these movies absolutely of you know there's there's a fantasy to fulfill um and i need love i need that i need that hole filled and so um, that's what these that's what these movies are for mm -hmm. uh they go to a christmas tree farm um, he has a double-bladed axe for some reason to chop down a, a, a Christmas tree. I didn't see him bring that back, <laughs> but yeah, he's got one. Yeah, he has a double-bladed axe, takes down a tree in one swing at like 45% strength. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Netflix's money did not uh, come through in some of these props and some no, of these effects no. here. <laughs> but what I did love about this scene is the uh, the couple that were trying to chop down a tree in the background and he was trying to chop it down and she was giving him lip for it and then he watches mm -hmm. circle do it and then he does it and the way the wife reacts to him <laughs> I, yeah I, I even said to jenny i'm like well somebody's getting some tonight because you, <laughs> you one shot this christmas tree <laughs> mm -hmm. she was so like <laughs> so good for you buddy uh yeah yeah and, that, that and, definitely put an extra pep in their relationship <laughs> Uh, we do hit a point um, where there's where Brooke and Cole have a honest conversation about time travel, mm -hmm. and neither and, one of them are you know, shocked. No, <laughs> she, even she's just like, yeah, okay, maybe it's a thing. This sounds like time travel, and mm -hmm. he's got his, you know, he's got his medallion, he's got his amulet, and, and I, I mean, I put that in bold. Talk about time travel, and in, in capital bold, neither of them are shocked. Like nothing no. is up for grabs in this. Like everything no, they're, is they're normal. They're completely open to it. It's yeah, totally normal. You know, and um, and I'll give I'll give Circle a little bit of leeway here, as he did have a conversation with Old Crone. She, I mean, he's on a quest. He knows he's on a quest. She gave him, you know, he he, even though he's adapted immediately to eight hundred years in the future. At least some processing that I'm willing to give him is he's aware of what's going on. He was part of this quest. She gave it to him. This is where she sent him. And he he views her as a mystical, magical being. So in his world, this isn't so far-fetched. But in her world, this is like, thank God he's circle and not like T, you know, the T-800. <laughs> <laughs> it just time travels and shows up and oh i can't imagine thank for you know this it could this could have gone really wrong uh yeah yeah good thing he's a nice guy right? no kidding because because she's very trusting very trusting uh at one point like, she gives a, she gives him the keys to her car yeah 
like and, and, and like assuming that that he knows how to drive right well and his, she, his, yeah his she, amnesia yeah she's still an amnesia off. of like oh well maybe this will trigger it oh god and the cop is like well all right this is just man man yeah so moving on here um they're at uh i don't know they're at madison's house right. or brooks house it doesn't matter right uh we get an ncu reference we get a netflix christmas yes, universe do. reference here Madison and her daughter Claire are decorating the tree, and Madison shows Claire a wooden acorn ornament that, Cla- uh, that so exciting. Cl- Claire's dead grandparents picked up on a trip to Aldovia, as in the same Aldovia from A Christmas Prince. Yep. This little 20 second cutaway meant nothing to the narrative of this movie. Nothing. It's never, never referenced again. But again, in the spirit of the Netflix Christmas universe, the NCU, we had to make an Aldovia reference. There were a lot of little scenes in this movie that did nothing for the story and plot. Um, Which is kind of a flip on everything we've seen so far, where the last three movies have been Christmas event, Christmas event, Christmas... And there's no time for our leads to actually be together to bond and grow. Whereas this movie is the opposite of that. That's all Brooke. It's Christmas break for Brooke. So she doesn't have to go to work. She doesn't have any mm-hmm. anything to do. Um, she has the Christmas fe- the Christmas Eve feast to prepare for. But that uh, that was just one. They really have like just one thing all of Christmas week. Which is actually pretty normal. Uh, you know, in, in terms of what we do in reality. We don't. I know next week is not is not filled with event after event after event <laughs> not not like you be in the christmas trees <laughs> right. where every 12 right. hours there's a new community exactly. well and even last week there was constantly things going on at the community center um mm-hmm. you know whereas this one it's like our leads are together all the time and so when they throw something else in there like you said like uh this aldovian reference or later on we see uh you know claire and a friend um you'll go on an adventure like they're just thrust in there and it's i don't know it's it's like it's like the director saw um like the uh oh what are the ethan hawk and julie delpy movies where the, oh, before, like before, before sunrise, sunrise before yeah. sunset it's almost like let's just stick these two characters together and let and let's just follow their development together because mm-hmm. that's kind of how it was like that's all we did it was just scene after scene after scene of brook and cole brook and cole brook and cole but they just got so convoluted because they have no chemistry and there's nothing that they could do together vanessa hutchins tried her absolute hardest to carry every but he just he wasn't giving her anything um that when these other scenes are in there they're just off so they they you mentioned the feast so the christmas eve feast is a thing that her parents started it's you know to help the underprivileged in the community blah 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 They're, they go shopping for it more fish out of water stuff mm-hmm. oh yeah it, let's it, go to the grocery yeah. store this sir, sir circles never been to obviously never been to a grocery store before but he he's comfortable there yeah yeah and he's he's like making quips and like she's like oh you can't put those eight things of, of hot chocolate in the cart and he does anyway and so it and he does because he's circle and right. this movie has nothing else going for it um, oh, she so also back... she she runs at the store. She runs into her student again. Yes, yes, because boundaries, right? And she's he's <laughs> was this one was this one? I don't remember what happened. It doesn't matter. But she runs into her student, and they have a boundary issue conversation while Circle is eating rolls right. out of the packaging. 
That's right. She runs into the student. The student asks if she can do extra credit oh, to, help right. Mid, right. to help her midterm grade. Yeah. And Brooke says, I'm sure we can figure out something. A wink, wink. Yeah. So, yeah, this, she has boundaries issues. She has ethical issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because you are because you're having a rough love life, I'll just gift you some points. Meanwhile, yeah. you know, you know, pr- you know, idiot night back here is just eating rolls. I bite out of each roll and spitting them out. Because this this bread is terrible, which leads to mm-hmm. so they're back at Brooks and Brooke and Cole are baking and he puts his arm like she's not rolling the dough properly or something right. and he like forcefully puts his arms around here. Yeah, it's it's meant to be this kind of like beautiful moment yes. that's bringing them together and it looked kind of rapey yeah, a little bit. I don't yeah, know, this I, was, it looked yeah. like, like kind of rapey to me. Yeah, this was. This was your, uh, let me show you how to swing a bat. Let me show you how to play mini golf moment. Um, let me show you how to shoot an arrow in Elrovia. Yeah, right. But this was more, and it didn't fit because I had a note earlier that his honor as a knight is the only thing that kept these guys from hooking up on night one. Um, she was ready. Mm-hmm. But she, oh, yeah, had, she was. But, but she lacks the self-confidence that he calls her out on earlier to actually push forward with any of it. Like, this quest could have been over the night he showed up in Ohio. Like, that's how lucky he was. Old Crone puts him on a quest, transport him 800 years in the future, the one woman he's supposed to fall in love with. And we know this because Crone is there as Mrs. Claus. She is so good at setting knights out on a quest that within minutes of him being in his destination... The woman of his dreams has spilled hot chocolate on him and then taken him home and then seen him topless. Like all of this could have been over in a commercial break. (laughs) But instead, (laughs) we get a week's worth of drawn out bread making rapiness. Um, Bread making rapiness. (laughs) (laughs) But it it was awkward because like his his honor as a knight is really what's kept these two apart. Um, and then this scene is really, it was just awkward because she's been ready for this invitation all movie long. And he's just been still adapting to the fish out of water of modern day Ohio, Canada. Um, but it's, but it's just, yeah, that it's like, well, let me show you how to knead this bread properly. You can show, <laughs> let, me show let me show you how to roll the dough, baby. Right. It's like, <laughs> she's been watching you do it. You're right next to her. Model it, you know? Yes. <laughs> But instead, he puts his his arms completely around yeah. her shoulders. Ooh, ooh yeah, it just, was just cringy. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, and they start making cutesy eyes at each other. And thank God the phone rings because in these movies, things interrupt romance. And I was so happy for it in this yeah. circumstance. Right. And Madison is, that, is freaking that a, out. Is that another night from thirteen thirty four? Circumstance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, circum circumstance. <laughs> hey. <Hey-o. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Claire, Claire's lost in the snowstorm, and, and these and these random blizzards in Ohio. She's lost in a snowstorm. Right. Uh, Brooke, Brooke, Sir Cole, come over and, and help me find my daughter. Yeah, da- so, David's there because da- one of David's daughters is the best yes. friend of Claire. There's this cute little. Oh, you you're too poor to have gloves. Well, here have mine. I have extras. Um, yep, yep. We'll get, we'll get to that. that. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> So David's off looking one direction, the cops looking in the other, and we've got, um, you know, we've got Billy from Predator here that can track anything. <laughs> Billy from Predator <laughs> track anything. And so that's that's what we do. We go on this 
quick tracking adventure where Claire and her friends start in the backyard of their house, but got lost in the snow and end up blocks away in the middle of a pond. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. These <laughs> girls are idiots. Like, <laughs> but their hands are warm. <laughs> well, one of them is. <laughs> one of them, yeah. So so Claire ends up on, on this frozen pond, and we get the... the requisite netflix christmas action adventure scene in a christmas <laughs> yeah. prince it, it was the wolf attack yeah in this so, one it, it's it's act like a snail <laughs> that's uh-huh. how action-packed it is <laughs> be a snail so, claire so circle saves her he has his sword with him the whole time i noticed because yeah. that's what knights do yeah and so he, he saves her you know crawl like a snail across across the ice and he mm-hmm. saves the day claire is safe and everyone's happy I would have loved, Jenny made the comment too, she goes, he should have just offered her his sword so we could watch her slice her hands up as he's pulling her across across the ice. Sir, call it hurts. (laughs) We're almost here, snail. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I, granted, he wasn't going to make an army crawl reference, but apparently snails in 1334 army crawl, because that's exactly what she did. I was expecting this really slow. Like, just you told me to be a snail, so I'm going to take an hour to get there. So yeah, he's <laughs> it, he it saves would have been more interesting than anything else in the movie prior to that. Yeah, he saves the girls uh, and, and uh, basically gets offered a, ple- a, a position on the police force now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, we're always looking for good men. Yeah, he does a good deed. So here, here's a job as yep. in, in local law enforcement. Yeah, <laughs> you could be a cop. Um, other cutesy <sighs> things happen. We get some info about about poor David. Yeah, D- David. He's again with the other girl's dad. He's got four kids. Wife's dead. Works two jobs. Everyone pities him. But he um, still takes they, the time to volunteer to show his kids it's important to give back. Yeah, because he's a good guy. David's a good guy. Uh, skipping a lot of cutesy stuff. Yeah, uh, we're at the feast. We're at the feast. And yep. Brooke gives a speech. David's there with his kids. There, the kids are like, I wish we had a fancy tree like this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure <laughs> sucks sure sucks being poor and half orphan <laughs> it's there is no subtlety to this whatsoever it oh, no. like i i'm watching this and i just wanted to curl up into a ball like you know i i work in mental health like there's not a lot of things that like kind of get under my skin at this point in my life and in my professionalism and i just wanted to disappear as i watched this next scene yes i think so, i think the, the way the actor portraying david handled this is very realistic i i mean you i oh i felt so bad for him anyway go ahead so like like there she gives a speech and they bring dave and his family into another room and there's a tree and there's presents under it and they basically just hand him an envelope filled with money yeah and they're like well you're poor we're not so here you go santa screwed up and delivered all of your gifts here tonight so you won't have any gifts tomorrow at home no, like there's no consideration for <laughs> no. like like for this guy right. or like what the, what they're doing like they're they're basically publicly shaming him for being poor. Yeah. But to make themselves feel better about helping a poor out, right. they they put him on the spot in front of the entire community yeah. and hand him hand him an envelope of money and basically and basically tell his kids um, that Santa's not he's he <laughs> he cares about you tonight but not in the morning. So basically, oh, what? Whole, oh, yeah. God. Oh, it's so the whole bad. thing. Oh. It's it's icky, and it just there's no dignity, and they're just full of pity for him, and mm-hmm. it's oh god, there's no empathy whatsoever. A lot they of bad realize. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. They're clearly doing this for them and not yeah. for this family. Right. Ew, ew. Just yeah. it, ew. it was it was so uncomfortable the entire scene. So uncomfortable. Ugh. So so they're they're cleaning up after the feast and um Cole holds up some mistletoe and Yeah, that uh that yeah, ugh. that that um we've got the neighbor, oh, n- the neighbor n- lady, no, no, nosy neighbor, yeah, nosy, yeah, neighbor. No, nosy neighbor, who's been kind of making plays off and on at Cole all movie, because um, she won the award on high school for best flirt. Um, yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, so she comes up to Cole and she's like, "Well, you're supposed to kiss in her mistletoe," and then sees him look at Brooke and then respectfully backs off. Okay, yeah, well, take this mistletoe and hook up under it anyway. Yeah, so he goes up with, uh, you know, to Brooke with this mistletoe and. And we see that old crone just happens to be there in, in a red sweater. So she's not there as Mrs. Claus, but she's still kind of covert. Right. And Brooke, Brooke and Cole kiss under this mistletoe. Yep. And it's supposed to be this, like, this culminating moment in the movie. And, like, they're sweet. And it's oh. and it's and he's fulfilling his quest. Usually and, in a Hallmark movie, this is like they would kiss. And then four seconds later, the credits roll. Because their movie's over. Yeah. No. And no. Some like if you thought that that scene with David and his family was cringeworthy, like <laughs> in the wide shot of them kissing, old crone is in the frame, yeah. just like watching. like with her hands fold, folded contently, just watching them kiss I with did this it. like oh smile on, on her face, and it's so gross. Yeah, it's bad. She's just watching them kiss in the frame, like yep, I, I made them find love, and That's later right. on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. So where else is she gonna appear yeah. unwanted? So they kiss and well that's that completes Cole's quest. So it's time for yeah. him to return back to thirteen thirty four. So like, he does like he ten just... there's like ten minutes left in the movie at this right. point. So he and he's does. back at he's yeah, back he, in the fourteenth century. He kneels down and disappears in a cloud of smoke machine. Yeah. Um and off he goes. And so yeah. now he's on a mad rate. He's back He's back in 1334. I actually had in my notes, I erased him earlier because I was wondering the entire time that Cole's been lost in the woods, has anyone looked for him? When they find back, yeah, they did. They've been looking for Cole. Uh, you know, he gets his horse, Berwin. Berwin. Uh, <laughs> takes off back. He tells his brother, hey, congratulations on being a knight. That's awesome. Anyway, I'm in love with somebody 800 years in the future. I got to go. Um, and he's and back. And the brother's the- like, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, go find your love. Okay. Yeah, he's our Chad in this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, Circle goes back to the woods looking for old crone by hollering, old crone, old crone. She comes out from behind the same tree and he's like, oh, oh I'm in love now. I can't be here. I can't be here. You got to send me back. Yep. And just like that, literally about three minutes later in the runtime, he's back in the present. And he has Berwin with him. Yes. And they're in Christmas. They're in the Christmas castle village thing again. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so, well, it's important so that we didn't freak out Berwin the horse. (laughs) Look, there's castles here. You're okay. Uh, And so (laughs) then it was just really weird, too. Because, well, prior to this, even uh, before he went back, when Cole went and put on his knight outfit and then was taking selfies. Yeah, <laughs> with kids by the Christmas tree because yeah, I, 
They had, well, they had to get a, they had to give him a reason to put his night stuff back on. Oh, I, that makes sense. So I'm like, why? Because it's Christmas night. <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense. No, he um, no the movie the movie had it going back go. to going back to the past. So here here's a contrived reason to put your night gear back on. I think it would have been funnier if he goes back and is like in his Columbia vest. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up at, from modern day Ohio. It really, really flips the really on its. And they burn its, him at the stake. Theory. Yeah, because <laughs> you're a witch. <laughs> Old crone is just mm, there. He is. So, uh, so in the present, right before Cole rematerializes after yeah. dematerializing, um, Brooke runs into her same student again. Ugh. 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 And and, t- and know, tells the student. Uh, true love does yeah. exist in fairy I was tales. wrong. All the advice I've given you so far about love, I was wrong. So let's further mangle <laughs> this teenager's <laughs> view of romance. Uh, if, I was, first... if I was this kid, I'd be like, uh, did you get a chance to grade my essay? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I just checked my, my student info system online and my grade hasn't changed. So what have we done yeah. here? <laughs> so yeah, she kind of forces this advice on this poor right. kid. Ugh. Yeah. And... <laughs> And, like, we see Brooke in this movie. She's out quite a bit during Christmas week with Circle. Mm-hmm. Um, is this an independent study class? Is this a one-on-one teacher course? Because no other students in town. Like, she's no. at this Christmas village multiple times. And no other student ever acknowledges her, pays attention to her. Just this one who has grade issues. So, um... She's probably running the carousel. Right, Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just this one student who's having great issues. Almost reminds me of that episode of Friends where uh, where Ross has a student professes love for him because he wants a better grade, so Ross gives it to him, and then all <laughs> these other students start. To, it's like, is that it? You're you're realistically, she's such a cringy educator that no none of the other kids need nor want anything from her. This one just needs the grade boost, <laughs> and so yeah. she weathers the storm of. Of. <laughs> yeah 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 love's hard okay about my grade <laughs> again this is the second time this month i've referenced molly shannon's character in what on american summer <laughs> yep. it's another one of these of just yeah. uh-huh okay um yeah uh-huh. let's get this over yeah. uh cringe and then and then he's back he's back in the present with, yep. with merwin right. oh they miss each other then he's there and she, he realizes she's the quest right yep and then and then they kiss. No one is questioning this, by the way. No, nope. no one, and everyone's nope. there. Poor David is there. Yeah, uh, the niece is there. The sister's there. Yeah, even there. Madison is like, "Where's Cole? Oh, he left. He left. And uh, he left. <laughs> yeah, he went back in time. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Ugh. And then he's back, and maybe I'll start a bakery or join the police. Yes." <laughs> Because that's one of the what two. one does. Yeah, one of the two. I'm ready. Yeah, I understand. Write... Sm- I understand local law enforcement policy and small business ownership. I'm totally fine mm-hmm. with being an entrepreneur. I think he has his entrepreneurial certificate. He, he learned probably, from a local community college. He got it somewhere in the 800 years that it took <laughs> of travel. Yeah. And then they get out his horse and roll credits. Yep, that's and it. That, and, and that's it. Although Oz, because oh. this is the the NCU, we, we have a to see. we have we have a mid credit sequence to continue the NCU narrative. <laughs> Old Crone, we're back in the 14th century again. Old yeah. Crone appears before Jeffrey the brother has another medallion. This one glows yeah. red. Gives yes. it to him. Yeah, fade to black. Yeah, it's your turn to go on your quest, Sir Jeffrey. All mm-hmm. right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is. 
The night before Christmas. Uh, the night before Christmas. That that was definitely a movie. So we rate this bad boy. Oh, let's give it a rating. All so right, at this point, it. in the at this point, uh, listeners and viewers, uh, Oz and I give our own unique rating to the movie we've just discussed and reviewed. So Oz, why don't you go first? How would you rate the night before Christmas? Uh, I would give this movie. Um... Three nights of community theater. <laughs> three nights of community theater. Yeah, is of, this, of, this, of the same show. So by nights two and three, you're absolutely miserable. Yes, <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving the night before Christmas twelve professional educator ethics violations. Ooh, look at you. That's a good one. Yeah, because there's yep, so. at least twelve. Her, her, her file's quite thick with ethics <laughs> right. violations. Right, but everyone feels bad for her. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Everyone pity. This movie's just All full right. of pity. Pity. Especially for David. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor David, literally. Right. This town right. keeps it this town keeps it up. David's kids will be full on orphans. Like <laughs> he'll have not like I would be moving my my kids out of this town immediately if I could even if I couldn't afford it. We'll figure it out, kids. Everybody hop on Billy's bike, his brand new community <laughs> purchase bike. We're riding out of here. Yep. So at this point, as we wrap things up, Oz and I will give our three two ones, where we each indicate our three goods, two bads, and one huzz from the movie. Oz, what are your three goods for the night before? All Christmas? right, uh, my first one: so much snow. We actually saw falling <laughs> snow landing on things in this movie. We haven't seen any of that yet this month. We see a lot of snow overlays. I was expecting mm-hmm. snow overlays. We got actual snow. I don't care if it was potato flakes or whatever it was, but it. It was the appearance of physical reactionary snow. So that's a, bu- that's a bonus. Uh, two, I was really surprised by the arrival of God rest you merry gentlemen by the bare naked ladies over the end credits. Um, <laughs> that's right. I, I, it is honestly, it surprises Jenny because we, we've got on Apple Music, we've got a, a playlist of our favorite Christmas songs that we just rotate through. And it's probably 30, 32 songs or something like that. And this is one of my favorites anyway. Uh, I just really like this song. And so it showed up and I I perked up. I physically was like, wow, I, it's very good ladies. And this is the song. <laughs> so that's my second good. Um, and third, it, this one is actually movie plot related. <laughs> it shows where at if my first two goods are about the snow falling and a song in the closing and the closing credits. But uh, scenes centered around relationship building instead of Christmas parties makes this relationship for these two a little more believable. We actually saw them with a multitude of time committed to each other to actually flesh this thing out. Even mm-hmm. if both of our lead characters are complete imbeciles and idiots, um, it, their, their relationship was forged over time together, not just... Uh, activities that they've done all week. So um, I'll give that as my third good. What about you? Oh, my first good. Uh, I have to just highlight the NCU, the the Netflix Christmas universe, <laughs> the the unnecessary but still for me fulfilling reference to Aldovia <laughs> right. and the wooden acorn ornament. They had right. a mid credit sequence. Yeah, they're they're clearly taking a page out of the MCU by yes. establishing the NCU. Unnecessary but just stupid fun for stupid fun's sake. Right. Uh, my second is I I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for a good fish out of water story. 
Oh, and, you know, like the, the, bu- the bumbling person just, you know, adapting to, to the new environment. Yes. Oh, the, yeah. Or the, or the new are, era or the, what or the are new some, whatever. What are some examples of fish out of water stories that you enjoy? Well, something like Splash, which is a little more yeah. of a literal fish, fish out of water story. Uh, yes. But just as, as she adapts to the surroundings, you know, uh, trusts uh, the Tom Hanks character to keep her safe and keep her secure. And, and yeah, it's when done right, fish out of water stories can be a lot of fun. And yes. this didn't do it right, but it's still technically a fish out of water story. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, and my last good, I, I guess uh, I was going to mention uh, you know, there we, we had real fake snow, but I'll, I'll go with Vanessa Vanessa Hudgens doing the the heavy lifting here. Oh yeah, um, trying you know making this as watchable as possible. She also served as a producer on the movie as well. So uh, I guess I tip my cap to Vanessa Hudgens and, and her efforts and, yeah. and performance in this. Right. Well, and this is one of those movies that didn't require full involvement she didn't have to give her all for a movie like this um but she did and so kudos to you um you know that you you're in a platform that probably is a step or two below where you would prefer to be Mm -hmm. uh but you still bring your best effort um yeah and and that definitely made the movie more palpable yep she gave it the old college try yeah yeah, for so, sure. Oz, what are your two bads for the night um, before Christmas? I actually have three bads. So, and I know you probably have a couple more. First one. <laughs> Go ahead, um, sir. Well, I could I could summarize this in two, but I have it as three bullet points. What Brooks an idiot. Just an absolute <laughs> idiot. Yep. You're a professional educator, which does give the semblance of intelligence. Okay? But Despite being a teacher, you invite this total stranger into your home the night that you meet him. You hand him the keys to your car when you're not even remotely convinced he knows how to drive. Um, And, you know, on top of all the cringiness of how, you know, how you handle the relationship with your students, how you handle the relationship or how you handle the situation with David and his and his children. Like, there's just so many uh, pieces of evidence that like this woman is she's she needs help um she's lost like 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 the professional help yes professional help uh you know she needs a therapist she needs to work through a lot of these issues and there's no fault in having therapy at all no Um, no she you know she just needs to accept that she needs help right you know and that your sister who despite being married is dealing with the same loss of parent trauma that you are is not your go-to as a therapist you need somebody outside of your circle to, you know, that can, that you can, that can listen to you and not, you know, and not impact relationships. But, um, and so I don't mean she's an idiot by that. She needs help, but she just makes so many idiotic choices in the, I ran this guy over with my car and a police officer is here to handle the situation, but I'm going to go ahead and take him home. That's okay. Even the cop yeah, to, was like, to, to my home, right? To my home. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to help him get set up. I'm going to take this man who thinks he's a knight and has a weapon on him to my house. Uh, And and so that was my first bad is is just she's just an idiot with so many of her choices. And my second bad is his immediate adjustment to arriving 800 years in the future. Like the movie tried to play it off as well. If we took him from a castle setting and we have him show up in this 
Christmas castle setting, which is just like a cardboard structure. It's not like a, a full-on live inside of a castle type castle. But maybe we could... But, you know, we've, we've joked quite a bit, but, you know, this fish out of water scenario. But there's, like, he's not taken aback by anything in, in this. No physical reaction to any mm-hmm. of the newness he's dealing with. And it's just, it, it got hard to watch after a while. Because, like, here's another scene of Cole reacting. Here's another scene of Cole reacting. Yeah. So those are my two slash three. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I've got, I'll, I'll say two, I'm going to kind of combine some of the ones in my notes here. One of them, I, I'm going to go with, um, we'll say pacing issues. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, like it, despite like, you know, you're minutes into the movie and he's now in the present, but it still felt like it just took forever to get going. And, and at the end, you know, there's 10 minutes left and now he's thrown back into yes. the 14th century to then like three minutes later, like three runtime minutes later. He's back in the present again, right? It just it it's very herky jerky in 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 the pacing of this. Um, you throw in the fact that 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 the male lead is such a bad actor, and and that just drags the pacing down as well. Like it's supposed to be fun. Fish out of water stories are fun. They don't have to be good, but just be fun. And it was neither. Right. Yeah. Anytime he had to do any lifting in a scene, like his best performances in this movie were when he was in the background. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was funny when she's having that conversation with her student at the store and he's standing back there taking a bite of each roll and then just spitting it out. Like that, that part is fine. Small doses of this yes. guy worked well, but anytime he had to add anything to a scene, it, it just fell apart. My other bad was just the cringiness of this movie. Mm. And uh, again, like discomfort is something I typically don't have a problem with. But like there was two moments in this movie that were just awful. And it was the insensitivity to to poor David and his poor kids and and how they lift him up to put on their poor pillar so they can all feel great about themselves at this community feast. And just no dignity, no sensitivity. Here's a here's some presents for your poor kids, and and here's a envelope full of money because you're a poor David. Don't right. we feel great? We helped out somebody yeah. less look, fortunate than us. Look what our community did. Ugh. We're so good. Yeah, and and then and just the whole like old crone in the same frame watching them kiss, like ew, like ugh, this is supposed to be an intimate moment between these two characters. He's fulfilling his quest. She's definitely compensating for other needs and and, and holes in her life. And this woman is just standing there with this, like, smile on her face, just watching them kiss. It's just gross. It's gross eyes. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... I don't know. I don't know. I just... I don't know what witches are into. That might be something they're into. I don't know. I mean, I I guess I don't want to shame her for a quirk she has, but it just... Yeah. It just didn't work. Right, it no. Didn't work. It was no, not at all. Hey, Oz, what's your one huh for the night before Christmas? <laughs> just one. All just right. one. Uh, just all right. one. I want to know, do the rules of cinematic time travel apply in this film? <laughs> um we see we see circle fast forward to eight hundred years later. In the last 10 minutes of this. So this is where he lives now. He's no longer a 14th century knight in in the British Empire, which is expanding their base and expanding their reach around the world. He's no longer of service of that fighting force. Um, He's now a 
police baker in 2019. In the mid-credits sequence, as soon as his brother is knighted, we see old crone again give him a quest, assuming he's probably on another quest for love and he's probably going to be thrown somewhere else in the timeline. So with old crone taking all of these knights in 14th century Britain and spacing them out through time and space all around the, the time loop, um, will, will, <laughs> it's almost like the end of a Batman, you know, well, will Batman, <laughs> a Batman episode. Well, tune will, in next week. <laughs> will 14th century England have enough knights left to expand their borders and reach around the world? Does that impact the future as we know it now, sure, one night missing isn't a big deal, but what happens in modern day Ohio if the British Empire doesn't get to expand its borders? Because it's not very much longer. I mean, 300 in that time frame, like you know, we've inhabited North America, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, do the rules of cinematic time travel apply? If you take someone from one timeline and add them to another timeline, does that erase their existence in the original timeline? Does it impact the events in the future? I don't know. Makes my head hurt. Um, but that's my huh, is what's happening when all these knights are being taken away by... Because old crone has time-shifting abilities. We see her show up. So it's not going to impact her at all. Uh, but what's happening to the rest of the timeline? My huh is just like the weird social norms people have with this movie. Like he's walking around with a sword everywhere he goes. Right. <laughs> and, and like, even At the, the police diner. are like, <laughs> yeah, even the police are like, well, you should just join the force. Right. Like, <laughs> like, well, like, use a... <laughs> like, you know, he walks out of the hospital with his, with his armor and a sword and a bag. And I'm like, here yeah. you go. You're, <laughs> you're clearly not a threat to anyone. Right. So like it, there's these bizarre social norms in this community, and you know like you could just walk these weapons around anywhere, yep, particularly no this long sword. <laughs> right. You, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. It's it's bad. Well, so, that was we that was that was night 2019's the night before Christmas, folks. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. We gonna do another one of these next week. We got five weeks this month that we could do I a know. movie, and next week will be our post Christmas week. So, what do you think we should do another one? I think we should do another one. Why All not? Right. We've subjected ourselves to this for four weeks. Why not right. make it five? All right. Well, let's say we. Okay, this is obviously pre-canned because we knew we were doing another one next week. We are going to shift gears for next week, keeping under the same Hallmark esque Christmas movies, but we're gonna add a Hallmark New Year's movie to this list. So next they week... They make New Year's movies too, Oz. Yes, they do. Next week, we will be covering 2021's A New Year's Resolution. You can't get any more New Year's than that. Uh, a New Year's Resolution, uh, where we have a local television talk show host who has a New Year's Resolution to say yes more. And so she partners up with a uh, with another yes man to f probably fall in love. I can't see how the premise of this could go wrong in any way, shape, or form. Mm, nope. Nope. Uh, so next week we will be covering not a Christmas movie because it's after Christmas, but we will be covering a New Year's resolution 
It is a Hallmark movie, listeners and viewers. So if you have been on board for the first four weeks, we thank you. And we hope you come back again uh, next week as we've got one more movie that, that will satisfy your urges. Round uh, out the month. That's right. So we are eight weeks uh, in. Next week will be nine weeks. And on our first nine weeks, five of them have been Hallmark movies. <laughs> so we are not we are not typecasting ourselves. Hey, Oz, where can our listeners find us? That's a great question. You can find us on our website. It's a BuzzFeed address. You'll see it down here below. You can also find us on all your favorite podcast apps, Apple Music, Stitcher, Spotify. You name it, we're out there. You can catch these videos on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe. Hit the notifications so you get information when we're coming back. Leave a comment, review, reach out to us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're out there. We're we're waiting for those feedback. We're waiting to hear what you guys want to see. Uh, I did have a personal message sent from um, uh, a cousin of my wife's side that she listened to last week's episode, and she was very um, she was very entertained with the banter and and uh, rapport we have together. So uh, you know, hopefully, that's only going to get better next week or two weeks from now when we get back to movies that we're actually wanting to watch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, you could catch us on all those spots. Let me read that real quick to you. She goes, so I'm taking my first listen, actually watch on YouTube of your podcast. I'm smiling during the whole thing. Love your banter. So funny. Episode seven. Who's your co-host? You guys have great rapport. So I like, thank you, Tiffany. So if you're listening to this episode, Tiffany, thank you for that feedback. We love feedback from our listeners. We would love more feedback from our listeners. So don't hesitate. Hit us up on social media. Leave a comment on YouTube. Leave us a review, uh, you know, and, and rate us. Please rate us on, on your podcast app. So the more feedback we get, we're going to be doing this anyway, but the more listeners we get, and it just snowballs into something pretty amazing. So, uh, you know, we love all you guys listening and participating out there, and we hope you keep it up. Yeah, have a great uh, holiday season, folks. Uh, we'll be around with you for one more week uh, this December on another uh, another Hallmark movie before yep. Shift Gear is going into January. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Enjoy your holiday season. Be safe, be healthy, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>